Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. Just before we share today's episode, I want to ask you to sign up to the Let's Talk Loyalty email newsletter. Our email newsletter is by far the best way for us to keep you up to date with all of the latest incredible loyalty stories we're sharing each week. It's also the easiest place for you to find our show notes with links to everything mentioned in all of the episodes. You can sign up at letstalkloyalty.com. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Let's Talk Loyalty, featuring Costco Wholesale, the multi-billion dollar retailer with warehouses and club memberships operating in 11 countries around the world. As one of the world's largest retailers, Costco is famous as a true pricing authority, delivering exceptional quality for its members, as well as endless aisles of both commodity products and unexpected treasures for members in their stores. Joining me today to share the story of this incredible business is Robin Ross, the Assistant Vice President of Corporate Marketing and Membership at Costco Wholesale in the United States. In today's conversation, Robin shares Costco's approach to driving customer loyalty as a mindset, driving mutually business relationships, which have been essential to consistently achieving such a business over the last 40 years. Robin also shares some of their key areas of focus in order to drive the advocacy they rely on from their members. I really hope you enjoy my conversation with Robin Ross from Costco Wholesale. So, Robin Ross, welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty. Hey, Paula, nice to be here. Great, great. And thank you for staying up working late. I know we have a a big 12-hour time difference between us today. Not a problem. Still still early enough that I'm not in my pajamas yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very glad because we do have video. Yeah. <laughs> Super stuff, Robin. So as you know, I'm really fascinated about Costco and how you create customer loyalty in general, not necessarily within a structured loyalty program. So before we get into talking about everything that you do within the Costco business, as you know, I always love to start by asking your favorite loyalty program as an industry professional. So please do tell me. I I knew the question was coming and and, and I'm just thinking of where my loyalty really exists. And the the thing that really came up to me uh, recently is is my loyalty with Alaska Airlines. That that is a a uh, uh, they they fly all over uh, the U.S. Uh, but they're they're a great. Uh, they have a great product. They they give you great uh, really rewards in terms of, of being a member of their program. And mm-hmm. I think they they do a really good job of recognizing you as a member. And I think that's when I when I look at good yeah. structured. Loyalty programs, that's something that that you, you want to be acknowledged and you want to kind of see your value. And I think they do a good job of that. 
Wonderful. But value is certainly course the Costco brand. So that's obviously something that resonates with you. But I think the other point I like about that, actually, Robin, is I guess the moment of truth, because I think there's an awful lot of loyalty programs that start off, you know, with a lot of investment, a lot of great ideas, and then don't always happen when you're either, you know, on the airline, at the check-in desk, mm -hmm. or even in a retail store. So it sounds like Alaska Airlines is doing an amazing job for you i i really see that they uh they, they try to rise to the occasion every every time that they they get there do they get it right every single time no but on and and i don't think anybody does but when they do get it wrong and you bring it to their attention i think uh, another good mark of a good company is they they work to get it right so Got it. Got it. Wonderful. So we're here to talk about Costco. And um, first and foremost, you have been an incredibly loyal employee for 21 years now, Robin. So tell us first and foremost, your, I suppose, your career trajectory in the business. And um, I think it's pretty much your whole career. And why have you stayed loyal to, to the Costco business? It's quite amazing. The story that I tell, and my, my LinkedIn is, isn't completely uh, up to date on here, but I've been with the company 29 years. Oh so I just, just, yeah, I just had my 29th year, November 1st, <laughs> but I had lived overseas uh, okay. in Japan. And, and when I came home near the airport where I lived in Canada, there was a sign that said future home of Costco. And, and it looked like a big place. And uh -huh. I was a person not uh, employed at the time. And I figured I will work there until I find a real job. And yeah. 29 years later, that has not seemed to have transpired yet. So, <laughs> But I'm guessing uh, it, it became a real job, huh? It it did, I, I think. And I'm, I'm not a unique story with the company, which is uh, probably one of the, the really cool things about Costco is that most of the leadership with the company started in, in the stores, working at the, at, at the level. I started as a person who was going business to business, talking about what a Costco membership was and why you should become a Costco member. And that was like old school door to door, yeah. having a conversation. And, and that's kind of brought me to today where I've got responsibility for really uh, uh, carving out the strategy for those programs throughout uh, the US, right? So it's just, it, it's been a transition of working in the stores, Mm -hmm. Moving into regional management, changing countries. I, I came from the Canadian side of the business to the U.S. side of the business in 2007, mm. and and just taking on additional responsibilities and and elevated roles uh, there. But 29 years later, I'm now working for the corporate office. Yeah, uh, we're we're kind of scattered throughout the world, and I've had some amazing experiences, and not only supporting kind of the growth of Costco in the U.S., but supporting it internationally as well. For sure. And I think the fact that you lived overseas, Robin, first of all, is super exciting to hear. I did see your name on LinkedIn, of course, in Japanese as well as in English. So just yes. briefly tell us, why did you go to Japan? What, what was that story? I, I've uh, had the opportunity to study karate for nearly 40 years. So okay. my wow. teacher... Uh, who is from Okinawa, his his school, I had the chance to go to Japan with him in 1990. And, and then in 1993, I decided I want to come back. And mm. so I went for the sheer purpose 
of of studying karate. So wow. they they have something in uh, in Japanese they call it uchideshi, which means a living student. So it was a friend and I. We we had just kind of been in a place in our life where we're kind of say if we don't go now, we'll never go. Yeah. So we went and lived and breathed karate for for the next six months. And I've been back to Japan in Okinawa probably a dozen times since then, just from different training. But that that kind of started my journey wow. over there and kind of gave me a new uh, a, a whole new kind of lens. Just it just having that experience in a foreign country just gives you a new perspective on things. That's exactly what I was thinking as you said it, Robin. It totally gives you the international perspective. So, I mean, I come from a country which um, is the opposite in many ways to the U.S. in that we're tiny, so we all leave at some point, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, permanently or on holidays. But in the U.S., I mean, it's such a huge country that I know an awful lot of people spend all of their lives within the borders of the United States. So I love to hear that you got the chance to go abroad and take that perspective. So super exciting. I was very curious about that in uh, in your LinkedIn profile. So let's get into the Costco story, Robin. Um, again, I suppose coming from Ireland, I am one of the the countries that wouldn't have been as aware of the full value proposition mm-hmm. in terms of the business model. And I said to you before we started recording that to me, this show is about talking about customer loyalty, even if there is no structured loyalty program in place. Now, mm-hmm. I know you do have a structured loyalty program, but actually Costco Fundamentally, your business model relies on customer loyalty because it is a subscription model. So mm-hmm. tell us a bit about the business and maybe its history and the scale of its operations right now. Yeah. So if you go back to Costco's original roots, it started in 1976 when there was a company called Price Club. Price Club was started by the founder, Saul Price. Uh, and it was really a warehouse club model at that time, honestly, based on uh, getting different groups of people qualified for membership to build a base of people to establish buying power that allowed you to then work with different uh, non-foods and foods manufacturers to to really uh, buy buy volume and pass on those savings to your member group. That was mm-hmm. kind of the original intention of how this started. And that was like government groups and 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 really you you had to qualify to, to be a Costco member. So it was a very unique kind of game in town. Our founder CEO worked for Saul Price and and ended up leaving and founding Costco in 1983. Okay. So he he went to uh, Costco or Price Club originally started in San Diego. Jim mm-hmm. Senegal, our founder, came to Seattle in 19, uh, w- w- was established in Seattle and then started Costco with Jeff Brotman in 1983 mm-hmm. and, and originally started that we will probably be a Northwest operator. We'll, we'll probably have upwards of a dozen to 20 locations Mm. Uh, uh, and we will be non-foods, but the same uh, essentially model in terms, we will be a membership club. Mm-hmm. Uh, our whole intent is is really to go represent our members, uh, source the right items uh, to bring them. And our operating philosophy is pretty, pretty unique in terms of if you think of a typical grocery store or a, a uh, like a big box store, they, the, the number of SKUs that they would carry would be, 100 to 150,000. Where you look at a Costco, we're very deliberate 
that we uh, we carry upwards of only 3,800 different SKUs. So we okay. want to be best in category of the of the uh, the the specific merchandising categories that we want to participate in. Yeah. And that being that that will allow us to establish the bulk and mm-hmm. volume that we need to really be a differentiator in terms of the volume that we can buy and then in turn in the to the savings that we can pass on to our members. So mm-hmm. the big core pieces of the business model was was around uh, a membership base limited SKU set, uh, but every operating principle we have is how do we pass value on to the member? Uh, mm-hmm. So it's not about how much we can make off an item. It's honestly how how low can we sell an item is almost an, uh, an internal operating philosophy. And I think that's really what people sensed when they really looked at how Costco operated that there was a uh, we uh, we it was termed it wasn't our term but certainly the market says Costco has a pricing authority right like they they are really nice. sensitive to their pricing and and uh, uh, that that authority really when when somebody's a member of Costco and they know we carry an item they they we've built a trust with them that they mm. know we've done the work in terms of establishing the quality we've done the work in terms of establishing what that pricing is. And then the other piece that we've added is, is our refund policy guarantee is that there, there is no risk uh, to, to buying a product from Costco's that if, if you're unhappy with it, you just bring it back, right? So that, that has evolved over the years in terms of some electronics, but, but essentially uh, we, we want you to be happy with the items that you buy. And, and some people think we're a little bit crazy in terms of our our return policy is uh, is liberal, but honestly, it's it's a business decision, right? Mm-hmm. Because we know that that uh, really establishes a relationship with the trust with our members, and that that is the most important thing to us. Yeah. That if we have the trust of our members, they're they're going to make some purchasing decisions with us because they they know uh, they know they know what to expect, and mm-hmm. I, I think that's a, a big piece of how we want to protect the brand long-term because it's it's where you've seen companies that have lost their way in the past or they don't respect that relationship with the member. Yeah. And and when you kind of talk about those moments of truth, that's a moment of truth when somebody's coming to return an item. Yeah. And and we want to make it as easy as possible, right? Yeah. yeah if yeah. this is not working for you, let's figure out uh, how to make you happy because if, if you had a bad experience, yeah. Or it was not a great item. Let let's fix it. Yeah. Let let's get you set up and going. And I saw the same. I suppose integrity is a word I love to use, Robin. I saw that even on the actual membership application because obviously I was on the Costco website today, mm-hmm. looking at the the two tiers that you do offer. First of all, I love the simplicity. The fact that it's sixty dollars or one hundred and twenty dollars, amazing. But both mm-hmm. with that same. A commitment, guarantee of satisfaction. And mm-hmm. I've often thought like, you know, we, we talk about subscription loyalty a lot, Robin, in, in our industry, I guess. And you guys obviously embody that. And I often feel that something a lot of businesses miss about how subscription works is the importance of being easy to cancel, 
mm -hmm. your point about easy to return, easy to mm -hmm. refund. And I think it's 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 slightly counterintuitive, I think, to a business, if they're not operating from that place of integrity, that they're mm -hmm. nervous that they'll make it too easy to cancel. But I think with you guys, it super is. So why, why would anybody not do it? Because they know they can undo it if they need to. We, we think so. And that 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 all goes back to the founder's philosophy, Jim Senegal, and, and even Saul Price, is that it's it needs to work out for you. This, this should not be a gotcha kind of relationship that you're in. Yeah. And and that that's not going to work out for a year. But <laughs> the, the, the whole idea that the membership is 100 percent refundable at any time. Yeah, really speaks to how we need to operate the business, because yeah. you're going to if you can get out of that so easy, you need other reasons to stay. Yeah. Right. So if we're not doing our job yeah. in terms of being a good operator, uh, sourcing good items and, and then creating a really good experience for you when you come in yeah. to our warehouses or to our stores, uh, then 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 we miss out. I'm, I'm a believer in, in the whole idea of good profits, bad profits. So okay. when when you've kind of got businesses that trap you and it make it difficult to get out, yeah, uh, th yeah, th that's you, that's not loyalty, right? That that is not loyalty. That's entrapment, right? Totally. You, you, that person is stuck. Yeah, and and the, the whole idea and uh, uh, just of the NPS score, right? And the are you willing? Yeah. to kind of uh, uh, advocate, uh, I guess, to yeah. recommend this. Yeah. Right to, to somebody else. That that's a true measure of your business because if you if there's no vested interest other than this is this is good for me for you mm. for me and I think it'll be good for you mm. and and you share that with people that that is how Costco grew its business really early days. There mm. we're a company that prides itself and and I'm a person that works in 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 marketing but we're a company that prides itself in not doing marketing so it's very difficult to hold that title okay. and and then maintain. <laughs> Got and it. maintain that 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 standard yeah. there, but but really, it's our members do most of our work for us in terms of sharing it. What we need to do is be a good operator every day, yeah. So they've got stories to share. Wow, God, I love the clarity of thinking, Robin, um, and you know, super impressed to hear that you do think about net promoter score because. You know, as a business model, of course, you have the ultimate measure of, you know, mm -hmm. loyalty in terms of behavior. Mm -hmm. And I know you do publish that uh, subscription renewal rate, which is incredibly impressive. Do you want to share mm -hmm. that with our audience, Robin? I think it's amazing. Yeah, we certainly our report card is our members renewing right at the end of the day. If we did our job, the, the member makes a decision. Do, do I stay a Costco member or do I not stay a Costco member? And we're happy to say in in the U.S. we're renewing 92 percent of our membership base, and internationally uh, we're now at a 90 percent renewal wow. rate. So what what we see, and it's it's a massively important number that our senior leadership is very tied into. Uh, certainly, Wall Street is, is kind kind of tied into it in, in terms of what's going on there. But we mm. we wait to to kind of make sure that nothing's impacting that number. Yeah, because really, it's all the other pieces that come into play. Yeah, uh, when that when that's working right, then then that renewal should be an easy decision. Yeah, and when it's not, that that's something we we need to to be watching, right? And do do we have people that that uh, an attrition and are we trying to learn? Mm. Absolutely, all the time we're trying to to kind of figure out what didn't uh, didn't necessarily 
makes sense for you to be a Costco member and and what why is it that you're churning? And most most of the people that we lose, we, we kind of look at it is kind of in the first year is probably where most of our attrition, because I'm not sure if you had the opportunity to be into a Costco before, but it, it is a different shopping experience, right? So uh, b- beforehand, we're, we're the limited amount of SKUs. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we, we consider ourselves what's called low cost operators. So you will walk in. Mm. There is not piped in music. There is not uh, the, the floors are concrete. It is steel. Everything is on a pallet because we're looking for the efficiencies in terms of making sure our costs are low. So that's making sure things are packaged on a pallet, very easy to stock, very easy to merchandise, which allows us to control our labor costs yeah. uh, in there. But but also being a, a good employer in terms of wage rates, in terms of retail. Right. So it's not that we want to build a business on the backs of the employees. I think another measure of of something that we're good at is just our employee loyalty, right? So just the 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 tenure. I I gave you the story. I've been around for 29 years. Yeah. With Costco, but a lot of our employees are very tenured as well too. And I think we have a unique experience compared to to other retail. Is that when you come into our stores or to to our warehouses, you build a relationship with those employees. That is a term we use internally. Where's your Costco? We've got people that wait in specific lines for certain cashiers. They they've seen their kids grow up. They wow. they it it is it is I I don't I don't know of another retailer that has been able to build that that kind of relationship with their with their member base. Yeah. Their customer My, base. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I don't live in a in a Costco country, let's call it, um, I I will absolutely make it my my business to come and take a membership and go and have the experience in a store, Robin. Whenever I'm I in, will, I will, the I'll, US I'll meet you in the UK and we can we can walk through some of the yeah the, the warehouses there. But uh, I I really it's it's a a very yeah. energizing experience when people shop in our stores. Yes, yes, and clearly a key point of pride. So congratulations on the renewal rate, Robin, because that's where, as we say, the old cliche, the rubber meets the road. The -hmm. fact that you do, obviously, internally, of course, it's the number one KPI, I can imagine, for the board, but also to report that externally is very impressive as well. So Mm -hmm. really good learnings for us to understand, you know, what are people deciding to do? And just as a matter of curiosity, you know, you, you've given us the insight that, you know, if you do lose people, it's often in the first year and maybe they, who knows, you know, doesn't suit their lifestyle. That There's all mm-hmm. sorts of reasons. Do you spend, I suppose, time or 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 invest in, in research or how do you how do you go about learning from the people who don't renew? Is there um, I'm sure there's a structured methodology there to to get the best insights in terms of obviously evolving to keep driving that number up? Certainly, there what we've done surveys in the past. We want to make sure we have a good understanding that that it was not a service issue, right? And, and okay. that typically, we'll kind of find it. It's based on proximity to a location. It's based on changes in 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 life, and sometimes it's just such a learned shopping experience that they just didn't didn't get it yet, right? Uh-huh. And what, what's kind of interesting, you may have started. Yeah. Uh, as as a Costco member, let that lapse. But what they find us when when the need meets them, right? And yeah. we're not necessarily the 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 uh, uh, we don't have the youngest members coming in. And I think there's a certain 
based on what our pack sizes are, based on what our merchandising selection is, there's a certain kind of spot in your life that is is where you have a, a level of discretionary income, mm. a, a a kind of kind of a need in terms of building a family, yeah. uh, new job, those kind of things where where your uh, attachment to savings uh, is starts to change, right? Mm. And that you kind of see, well, how do I make my my uh, my budget stretch? But yeah. how do I not sacrifice quality to do that? But how do I get access to some really cool items? Because I, I think of anything that we do that's very, very unique. We want to surprise you every time you come in. So it's okay. not just running in to the grocery store and seeing there. There's our merchandisers do a fantastic job when you come in that uh, some items just fall in your cart. Right. That is just <laughs> like you can't go home. Yes. You can't go home without that because they've done their homework in terms of sourcing the right items, getting the great price. And it may not be a planned purchase uh, when you're coming in to, to pick up diapers, but there's uh, you, we, we want to surprise you each and every time you come. Yeah. And what it sounds like is that when your customers, members do come in store, as you said, it's not to grab a pint of milk. It's it's a very intentional shop by the sounds mm-hmm. of it. So there is, you know, time and space to go mm-hmm. and explore. It sounds like the the stores are are quite huge if they're if they're essentially warehouses. So would yes. that be fair to say in terms of the mindset? Yeah. So what's interesting, our our average uh, store size is probably 155 to 160,000 square feet. Wow. So and and most of that is not storage space. Right. What what is kind of unique about Costco as well is our storage is essentially on the floor. So we have the product underneath and you will see steel lining up to the ceiling, uh, three or four layers where where we're putting the, the additional product in there. So it is. It is pretty bare bones, but but there's an elegance and and a cleanliness and yeah. an order about the the stores that we take a lot of pride in yeah. when we see that. But when we uh, really try to 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 kind of set up in terms of being ready for for members and and for their shopping, it's 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 kind of set out in in a, in a way that that really kind of uh, sets them up to explore as well too. I think that is what we hear from. From members and and I, I don't think it's it's a it's a term that that we coin, but there's a treasure hunt that goes on when you shop at Costco, right? Okay, yeah. You go you go you go to buy a couple things, but you, you're 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 going to run across some things that <laughs> that really surprise you, and and like I say, it, it may fall in your cart. Yeah, totally, totally. And I think when you've already established the trust in advance, so therefore people are predisposed to thinking, okay, if I see a good deal here in Costco, it's not going to get any better than that. So yes, I can see how things would fall in my cart super easy. <laughs> And what, what's kind of funny about some of the, because we have such a limited SKU set too, right? So yeah. we're down to about 3,800 items. Yeah. Or we have a mix of merchandise that is changing quite okay. rapidly. So our seasonal merchandise is, is going to be different. Some of our, we'll always have some standard items, but some of those unique things, if you, if you see it, you better buy it, right? Yeah. Just because we, we got it at the right price, who knows what quantity yeah. We got of it, but the 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 the, the, the thing 
that I probably hear most often when, when people hear I work from Costco is when are you going to get this back in? Or I should have bought that when I saw it, right? To just that it. they missed the opportunity. Yeah. So that as that as a, as a member, you don't want to make that mistake. It's a learned experience. If you see it, get it because you can take it back if you don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But I love, I suppose, when I connect, you know, what you're telling us about Robin to, I suppose, the principles of loyalty. You know, I do always think it's really important to get the basics right. Of course, like to. Mm-hmm. To set an expectation that people can trust, to use your words, Mm -hmm. uh, that they know it's worth going in store, but also this idea of surprise and delight, I hadn't realized Mm -hmm. was a core part of the Costco promise. Um, But I do think certainly for me, like my background in loyalty is much more utilities, for example, it's, you know, sometimes, you know, grudge purchases, you know, so loyalty Mm -hmm. would be really focused on the surprise and delight. But it's almost like you guys don't have to do the surprise and delight because you've got so good on those basics, but you're layering that in on top as well, just to, I suppose, drive that overall experience in store. I, and again, the our, our, our founder, his vision is, is uh, uh, when he first originally started the company, what was... Our, our mission statement is quality goods and services at the lowest possible prices. That that may not be the most exciting statement in the world, but it's an <laughs> operating principle yes. that we go by that that makes sure that we anytime that we're spending money uh, as, as a company, that means that's on the back of the member somewhere. So we we have that give and take in terms of how we we stage our our pricing membership. Yeah. Really, when you kind of look at a company uh, as Costco, that that is the primary piece of our profitability, which kind of gives us a unique opportunity to really uh, sell goods at at a, a a lower cost to our members. So, I, and yeah. when, but so that that's kind of the core piece in terms of how we buy, but mm. then the what we buy, right, mm. stretches mm. along with that. So when we kind of talk about surprise and delay. Peanut butter is peanut butter. Tide is tied. Like th- there's some commodity pieces, and and really Costco originally started as brand names, right? So it was it's going okay. to be brands you know at prices you love, right? Wow. When you kind of think about it, yeah. in, in that kind of a setup. But then it's if you're going to come for the brand that you know, you're going to see something that you didn't expect, right? Mm. And I think that that is probably the the art and the science of where I think we're we've done a better job of differentiating ourselves as a business because when yeah. when you do come in mm. it you may have come in on a commodity shop but you're you're really uh you, you're enjoying the experience I, I think that's a that's a unique a unique thing for us yeah and and as you were talking about that as well Robin I was thinking about businesses that have seen the success of Costco and of course, within your own industry, there are there are brands that I can you know very readily mm-hmm. think of that are are copying mm-hmm. your model. Um, but it also struck me that uh, the likes of Groupon, for example, probably you know for for a short period of time, and I know it's probably not the most usual comparison, but I remember how blown away uh, most of us were in the world for a few years with this idea that mm-hmm. Groupon had which is based mm-hmm. on the Costco insight of we'll get the critical mass, we'll go to market and we'll source exceptional deals. Uh, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, uh, Groupon couldn't sustain it, whereas obviously Costco is continuing year after year to build a business. And I saw some of your numbers. And again, just for anyone like me who wasn't aware of the, the global scale, 
11 countries and 119 million members. It's incredible. No, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been very interesting to watch over the last 29 years. Yes. Yeah. You used a word as well, Robin, which I'm interested to to discuss with you. And it said uh, this idea about learning to use the program, um, because I think it's actually one of the biggest issues for loyalty professionals. Certainly mm-hmm. for me, when I go back to my own loyalty career, I always felt I was competing, of course, um, you know, both internally and externally for the attention of my members. And for Mm -hmm. them to understand the loyalty proposition that I had crafted so carefully and Mm -hmm. to help them understand it, I really felt that that was something that we never certainly cracked in in the roles that I was doing. So tell us a bit about how Costco is doing in terms of helping your members understand your value proposition. Well, well, I I would also say we haven't cracked it, but we we are continuing to to really see. I, I think we do a great job of identifying values to members for, for members, and I, I think we we do a great job of building programs that that are very valuable to members. But I think when when we've been a company that has has really not done a lot of marketing, it it those members have to discover that right. So when they do discover it, they become a very loyal fan of those uh, of those components. But there's there's a lot of very interesting businesses that we're in that our members are still learning about sometimes, right? Like uh, we have a Costco travel program that that's in place. So th- those are vacation packages that mm. that are phenomenal savings. Yeah. Uh, uh, that that not necessarily all of our members know. And because when we're not, uh, uh, if you don't always see, if it's just a, a kiosk within a warehouse, that may not be the, the way that you learn about it. Or, yeah. or maybe you see it on an email, those kind of things. Yeah. But if you're not creating some awareness, and I think that's what, what we're, our challenge, our biggest challenge is, is how do we help members really uh, maximize the value of their membership as well? I think they're, they're going to save it easy in terms of if they're an executive member, they're getting 2% back or j- just their savings uh, in, in terms of their shop, like th- there's there's an easy calculation that you can do. Was it worth uh, $60 or $120? Yeah. But how you take that to the next level is when mm-hmm. you look at, because we know everybody travels. Yeah. We know everybody needs even things like optical, pharmacy. Like th- these are significant businesses that we're in where we've taken that same operating philosophy of kind of low cost yeah. and, and then applied it to these areas, but have not compromised on quality. Right. Yeah. So I think sometimes it's just uh, being able to to expose those to members as well, mm. just so they can see it. Because honestly, once you take a, a Costco trip or you even rent a car through Costco yeah. travel and you see the savings, that that is a massive trigger yeah. in terms of I, I never knew. Right. Mm. And so it's really this uh uh, constant kind of opportunity to keep keep our members informed because we're we're ever evolving in terms of always trying to find additional values and savings for them. And I think it's just how do we how do we better use uh, Costco.com or better use our, our our magazine or better use all the vehicles that that we have available to us to to just keep our members informed of mm-hmm. how they can maximize the value. Uh, and 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 so that that's something like I say. Yeah. Well, even though we're at a 92% renewal rate, that I, I still think we've got 
of those loyal members that could even be be saving more, right? Because we we know they're they're current. Could we and and I think that just increases the loyalty quotient at some time, right? So I think we're doing the right things. I think we've done a great job yeah. in terms of landing those values for our members. We we just we just need to figure out how to to kind of make uh, create some more awareness around that, right? And and not do it in in a way that is. Uh, obtrusive to the member, right? So I, I think we really like the idea that a member can discover that. But yeah. sometimes it, it would be funny that people go, I never knew you had travel, right? <laughs> or I never knew you guys sold tires or you yeah. guys have an optical department. Yeah. And it, it's just, and as an employee, sometimes we take it for granted. Yeah. Uh, or or But but I think there's really interesting things that we're doing too, that we just got to figure out how to better share. Like yeah. just, just in terms of... Uh, uh, our our uh, our sustainability work, right? So we want to do it, okay, really for the right reasons. But yeah. anytime I have a conversation with a member about it, they are fascinated, yeah. right? And yeah. and it's just again another story that I yeah. think that we can share with them because it, when it matches the values of a, a of a member, that's also a measure of loyalty for them. That's the company I want to align myself with, yeah, because they're they look after me, but they also do good. Right. I, totally. I think that's 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 the company that we want to be. Yeah. And and I'm loving hearing that coming through, Robin, this um, commitment to helping them continually discover more value, mm-hmm. because I think it could be very easy to say, look, you got your $60 worth, you know, job done. We're just going to go mm-hmm. and whatever, focus on our, our other businesses, for example. But, you know, that as an intention, again, comes back to the piece around integrity and I love that you've very humbly admitted that there is still work, I guess, to be done to continually educate, continually share. And I think that is just a universal principle um, of particularly, I guess, industries like ours when it's so broad and so vast. And I certainly didn't know about Costco travel, so I'll be excited <laughs> to go and have a look at that. The other one I noticed actually as well, Robin, today on your website is Costco Next which I thought was Mm -hmm. a fascinating concept. So you might just explain that because, again, we have a global audience, Robin. They're all over the world. They might not be familiar with the evolved business model of Costco Next. So would you explain that just for us as well? Yeah, Costco Next is is been around. I I believe we're in our second our second year of that uh, uh, venture. But but it's essentially it allows us to. Uh, build a, a marketplace of non-Costco.com items and its relationships we, we have with our vendors mm. that that we've really used the, the relationship of Costco and those vendors to, to make sure that our members have access to better pricing. So it's because they're a Costco member that they can go through Costco Next, which you can access that through Costco.com. But you can, you're able to access specific, the the one I'm thinking of is Anker is 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 a vendor that that's on there right now. So they typically they have chargers or iPhone chargers or get cables and those kind of things. Mm. But our buyers have worked to negotiate a Costco discount on on those type of items. That, that are available essentially in a marketplace that's on top of uh, already what Costco.com is. Mm. So it just allows us to have an extension of some additional or additional items that are available 
But really, we we're putting our integrity of our brand on those that they're good products. They, they yeah. our members are going to get access to good pricing mm. through there, and and it's in a different environment that allows uh, some additional uh, uh, additional suppliers. And sometimes it's it's items that are maybe not available. It's and the, the usually there's not non compete items that we we try to be there but make just an extension so a, a, a thing that we talk about is the endless aisle sometime okay. right nice. so you may be you may yeah. be in a costco mm. and uh but what what is online and how can we kind of think about what what else do i need and we really grew this business entrepreneurially right yeah. so it started very uh let, let's we're in the non-foods business we moved to the fresh foods business and and there's been a lot of entrepreneurial ventures and and then costco.com became one of those ventures and then costco yeah. next is is kind of the next thing so we're we're, we're trying not to to certainly rest on our laurels yeah as a company and and to in in the spirit of of continuing to find more value for our members that that's kind of the primary focus yeah. of what we're trying to explore without okay. compromising the model yeah. Uh, uh, of what was originally built. Wonderful. I guess my only final question then, Robin, is um, I suppose quite simply the the two tiers that you offer in terms of your membership. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's important as well to understand, you know, is the executive tier, for example, is that a recent addition to the program um, and the thinking behind it? And maybe just to, to explain the difference in those two propositions, if you don't mind. No, yeah. So originally when Costco started, we had something called a gold star membership or a group membership, which was and then a business membership. So if you owned or and or operated a business, you qualified for a business membership, or if you were part of one of the qualified groups, you could get a group membership. That's evolved mm. into something we call a gold star membership. Mm. And then we're we're upwards of 20. It's more than 20 years ago now, we added a layer called executive membership, right? Okay. And what executive membership did is you could, you could essentially, it's always been uh, a, in a, a like a, a, a second membership that was in place, but you could earn uh, 2% back on most of your purchases as well. So you just needed to kind of do that calculation. Do I shop enough? That I'm going to earn back my, my my membership, and then that that membership tier also expanded. What other offers can we make available to to these members as well, too? So the example we talked about with Costco Travel mm. was really interesting. Is that if you if you book uh, a, a trip to Hawaii, part of as an executive member, you're going to get additional value out of that trip to Hawaii that our travel buyers have also negotiated. Right. Okay. So there's there was always just trying to find you additional value. Yeah. That that is going to exceed this this sixty dollars in additional that that you're putting into the membership. So it's an easy calculation for for you to really kind of make to just kind of say, yeah, that was worth it. Right. Yeah. Like one one trip through through Costco travel and I got a sixty dollar resort credit or I got a hundred dollar resort credit back. So we're we're looking for ways to to do that. That's also part of the we we've got something called the Costco Auto Program. Oh. So what what the Costco Auto Program is is we we work with with dealers as well as some specific uh, manufacturers in negotiating specific pricing on on vehicles for Costco members. So okay. imagine the idea of going to shop for for a car <laughs> and and not having to go through that negotiation process, right? Oh, yeah. And and wow. so our 
our uh, buyers essentially have have worked with these dealers in terms of what that Costco pricing is going to be. Yeah. And so that that again is just another reason, and that that could be. Uh, my my personal experience is over thousands of dollars in terms of I've been able to save through through the purchases of of, of vehicles through Costco.com. Okay. So again, if I'm that that's multiple years of membership, right? Of course. That, so if, you, if you've ever bought a a a car through our Costco Auto Program, those mm. th- those are kind of members for life that we're making, right? And and again, it's increasing the awareness that that those programs are also available for our members yeah. because. Most of our members have a car. Most of our members bought that car somewhere, right? So it's it's just kind of saying, and, we're, and all we're asking you to to do, and I think our strategy is to figure out is just check us first, right? Make make sure because yeah. if we're in the business, our buyers have done a pretty good job, and if if there's a, a cheaper price out there, that then then we we want to know about it, right? Because uh, we we our objective is to, to be best in market and to do a good job to make sure we're not compromising on quality without mm. losing money on the prospect, right? Just because if they, there's these games that can be played in the market uh, yeah. in terms of lost leaders and, and those kind of things, and mm. that's not a sustainable business model, yeah. kind of long term. We we want to be your best bet long term. We're not interested uh, uh, in, in a one-time shop. We we want to create relationships yeah. with our members. And I think what's really interesting about us is now uh, the company being uh, over 40, 40 some years in operation that, that there's generations, right. That have yeah. grown up shopping through Costco that they grew up. Now their kids are members and and some of the neat things that we've been uh, seeing on social media, which is one of the teams I oversee, that's they it's almost a rite of passage when when you've moved out and you're old enough to have a Costco membership on your own. We see oh. kids, yeah, yeah, that are putting it up. Hashtag adulting, right? I'm oh. a real adult now because I have a Costco membership. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yes, yes, my God, adulting. I mean, yeah. Very exciting times. Well, well, listen, I, I really liked that. The best bet long term and the focus on the relationship, Robin, I think is uh, coming through loud and clear. So super impressed to hear how you're creating customer loyalty, as I said, as a business model, as well as, of course, through your executive program as well. So I don't have any other questions from my side. Is there any other points that you wanted to mention before we wrap up? I, I think we we covered a lot, Paula. We, so I'm not too sure what uh, what else I would add. So I think I, I think we we've said it all. We sure have, absolutely. Well, listen, Robin, it's been absolutely fascinating. I really hope we can stay in touch and uh, make sure that we keep our our listeners updated on the Costco success story. So, Robin Ross, Assistant Vice President of Corporate Membership and Marketing at Costco. Thank you so much from Let's Talk Loyalty. Thanks, Paula. Really great to be here. This show is sponsored by The Wise Marketeer, the world's most popular source of loyalty marketing news, insights, and research. The Wise Marketeer also offers loyalty marketing training through its Loyalty Academy, which has already certified over 500 executives in 38 countries as certified loyalty marketing professionals. For more information, check out thewisemarketeer.com and loyaltyacademy.org. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. 
If you'd like us to send you the latest shows each week, simply sign up for the Let's Talk Loyalty newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and we'll send our best episodes straight to your inbox. And don't forget that you can follow Let's Talk Loyalty on any of your favorite podcast platforms. And of course, we'd love for you to share your feedback and reviews. Thanks again for supporting the show.